Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in New York City. I'm joined by Max Kellerman. Uh, Max, huge fight week, Crawford yep. v Khan. Give me your take on it. Um, this was the biggest event that could be made given promotional and network ties. Um, the, the rest of the welterweight division that matters, the top of it, is over on another network with another promoter or advisor. And uh, so, so Terrence Crawford, widely considered the best 147-pounder in the world, or the best fighter fighting at 147 pounds, one of the two best pound-for-pound fighters in the world, number one on my list. They need to get him a credible opponent with some drawing power and Amir Khan. <laughs> the same reason I thought Canelo would fight Triple G eventually, because Canelo fights everyone, even though he's the money man. Amir Khan, of course he would take the fight. Like, he has money on the table to fight Kell Brook, but takes this, because that's the kind of fighter he's always been. You know, Amir, when he was an undefeated silver medalist and a pro, when he was the money guy at 140, you know, my assumption was, well, they'll, they'll navigate him carefully. But they didn't do that. He was, or he wasn't undefeated at the time, of course, because of Prescott, but... But they didn't. He fought everybody, and he was willing to fight Tim Bradley even at 140. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, of course, he moves. whenever he's moved up, he's never said no to fights. He's always willing to fight everybody. And so this fight got made. Mm. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about Crawford Spence. Um, what do you think needs to happen for that fight to be made? Um, re- true super fights, as I've said this time and again, true super fights are not promoted into existence. Real super fights, and I don't mean like the interesting fights. When I was a kid, Hagler and Duran, that was an interesting fight. Or in recent years, you know, uh, Shane Mosley, you know, can fight a guy like uh, Fernando Vargas or some like, some like interesting matchup, right? That's not a super fight. Mm-hmm. A super fight is the dust settles. Two guys are left standing in an era that, that emerge as the best. Ali and Frazier. Hagler and Leonard. Mayweather and Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. If those two guys are Crawford and Spence, then eventually there'll be enough interest and therefore enough money to be made that networks and promoters will work together. Until that happens, generally those kind of fights aren't made. So, but, but over time, if the reason we want to see this is because we all suspect that those are the two best fighters. So we want to see it now. If they prove over time 
that those are in fact the two best fighters. I think we'll see it. Just moving away from this, uh, yesterday there was some breaking news. Gerald Miller won't be fighting Anthony Joshua. What have you made of him failing the test? Um, a huge percentage of uh, athletes juice. A huge percentage. Like, in the Olympics, does anyone believe that anyone in the Olympics isn't juicing, for example, right? Um, and the heavyweight division in, in the NFL, in any contact sport where you believe the opposition is using, I think there's strong temptation to use. And the irony is like baseball, the one sport where it doesn't really, it doesn't endanger anyone, is the sport that everyone in this country is very upset about. But somehow in football, where you can actually get hurt, American football, they catch you juice in four game suspension, you're right back four weeks later. So, so boxing has been this way um, where, where it is widely known that there's widespread performance enhancing mm. use. In your opinion, how do we prevent this sort of stuff? I think when you see VADA testing, you know, the downside is they catch people and you got to cancel the event. But when you, say you, when you see USADA, oh, they tested the Olympics. That's why people get away with it. You know, people, USADA has not produced the results that VADA has, in my experience watching both. So when I see some organization wants to use USADA, I think, oh, they want to show that they're testing, but they don't want their events canceled. When I see an organization using VADA, it tells me they're serious about keeping performance enhancers out of the sport. And that's what happened in this case. Do you think he should be banned for life? No, not banned for life. But certainly there should be, you know, I understand why his opponents going forward are going to want him to test with VADA. Yeah. Just the last one. Uh, there's loads of heavyweights putting themselves out there for the Joshua fight. Who would you like to see him fight on June 1st? Deontay Wilder. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't we all? Yeah. Um, look, the three top. Look, here's a name that Luis Ortiz. Yeah. Right? This is a great heavyweight division. Um, the, this is the best heavyweight division since the 90s. And I was in my 20s in the 90s, 20s and 30s. And, uh, no, excuse me, 1990s, I was in uh, my 20s. And I was told by the old-timers, you're crazy, this isn't a golden era of heavyweights. Yeah, it was, and you can see that it was now. The last golden era of heavyweights before the 90s was the 70s. But look around now. We have three fighters at the top of the division, uh, all undefeated, all with claims of one kind or another to be the best heavyweight in the world. Uh, two of them are dynamic offensive fighters. The other one is a dynamic talker and, and a real good boxer. And, and, um, but they all have kind of fluid styles. It's not like that stiff Eastern European style. In terms of the Western world and the two biggest money generators other than Germany are the United States and Great Britain. All three guys at the top of the division have like easy to pronounce Anglican names, which makes it easy for people in the United States and, and England to, to follow them. Mm -hmm. It like makes them more accessible. All of them have, and they speak English as their native language. Klitschko's have a lot of that, have a lot of consonants, you know, in a row. And mm -hmm. people find it, uh, I think, just 
at first blush alienating. They don't speak English fluently. But like Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, native English speakers, it just makes it easier to market them. Interesting styles in and out of the ring. Um, interesting personalities, all of them. And special stuff inside. When they've been knocked down, they've gotten back up. So, all of them. So, or when they've been hurt, they've rallied back. So, that's great at the top. And then underneath you have guys, like Big Baby Miller's a big personality and a good boxer. Luis Ortiz is a huge puncher and a southpaw with a deep amateur pedigree from the best amateur program, Cuba, and can box. So he's older, but like when you have those kind of colorful contenders supporting- Dylan White. Huh? Dylan White's up there. Well, it's another one. And also with a, good, with a big personality. Mm. You know, White can talk um, and he can fight. When you have a top of a division, like I, as I mentioned, particularly for these two markets, and then you have colorful contenders underneath, kind of fleshing out the division. So like Anthony Joshua, King Kong Ortiz. Great fight. Great fight, and you favor Joshua, but you're like, woo, you better not get caught. Better fight than the Miller fight, really. It is, because Ortiz can punch. But the Miller fight was a good fight. Yeah. All right, Max Kellerman, I know you're busy, so I appreciate your time. Thank you very appreciate much. Appreciate it, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.